The NFL never sleeps, and it woke up big time on Tuesday. Russell Wilson, blockbuster trade from Seattle to the Denver Broncos. What's the plan for the Seahawks, and how good are those Broncos now? And what is the next domino to fall? All that and more coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you for a second time on this Tuesday. <laughs> Woo, what a day at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first and second listen Every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Matt, just about the time hit send and upload on our podcast Tuesday, the the second bit of huge NFL-shaking news broke. Uh, we had just broken down all the angles of Aaron Rodgers thinking, what is the, what are the Denver Broncos going to do now? Because Russell Wilson, it looks like, isn't going anywhere. But apparently, that was just for... NFC teams and uh, maybe (laughs) Russell Wilson didn't want to go to Washington or some other places that might have been going after Russell Wilson and sending in offers and it turns out uh, the Seahawks were okay sending Russell Wilson to the AFC the Denver Broncos were game especially after uh, obviously after they had tried to go after Aaron Rodgers first Aaron Rodgers decides he's going to stay in Green Bay and uh, and Russell Wilson's part of this too. He decided it was uh, a nice change of scenery for him to go to Denver. So now it is a done deal. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, but the big move of the offseason has happened, and Russell Wilson traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. Craziness. And <laughs> I was half joking earlier in the week that, hey, we can do two podcasts a week. And I even brought <laughs> it up earlier. And, you know, we. Uh, we, we finished our typical Tuesday show a wh- around 1 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, and now we're back at 6.30 Eastern on Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday, So I'm sure once you hit send on this, Deshaun Watson will get traded or something big oh, will sure, happen, yeah. and we'll be back in an hour. You well, know? yeah, well, let's we'll find out because you know? this is supposed to be the Monday or the Wednesday morning podcast as well, but we'll see what kind of news breaks overnight and into Wednesday morning. We'll have to come back again early tomorrow. But for now, this is the Tuesday evening edition, uh, the Monday or the Wednesday morning edition. I don't even know what day it is anymore, <laughs> right. um, but this is wild. So Seattle. In return for trading Russell Wilson away, they sent a fourth-round pick along with Russell Wilson. And they... Is it odd that the fourth-round pick was in there, by the way? <laughs> it's so my son, my son brought that up. I picked it up at volleyball like half hour ago. He's like, do you really think that fourth was like the sticking point? Like He was joking. Like It's kind of odd that they're Russell Wilson and a fourth. It doesn't make sense. It's, Whatever. It's yeah, like okay. long division. You should erase the zeros from both columns, and, and there would be Russell Wilson, <laughs> right. and you get what you get for him. Yeah, so um, Seattle, in return, gets quarterback Drew Locke. Tight end, Noah Fant, defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. They get two first-round picks. The first of those is going to be the number 9 overall pick in the 2022 draft. They get two second-round picks and a fifth-round pick. I haven't seen it laid out which exact picks they're going to get if there's any gaps in years or anything like that. But uh, two firsts, two seconds, a fifth. Locke, Fant, Harris going to Seattle. Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick going to Denver. Yeah, how does that work with the the negotiations at the end where um, they say, oh, we want Harris and a fifth too, and then Denver says, okay, well, we need a fourth round pick back. Like, I don't understand how they, you get that far down the road in some of these negotiations. And why is why is a fifth round pick and a fourth round pick and Shelby Harris like why are those even included in this? Yeah, I, I think I find it interesting. I mean, it's kind of like. 
you know, you, you walk into a Lamborghini de- dealership and you, you, you haggle it out a little bit and you have a deal and you're like, ah, can you throw in one of those pine tree air fresheners to hang from the <laughs> exactly. rearview mirror? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm out. You Maybe know? some driving like, gloves. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, what about that T-shirt that says Lamborghini and we got a deal, you know? <laughs> so, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, you hone out the details, I'm sure, however it is. Um, one thing that came to mind, you know, it, first of all, you heard Washington made a substantial offer, and some even said it was better than what Denver offered. But Seattle's a weird team. You know, they don't really like draft picks. You know, like if Washington offered more draft capital than what Denver did, that might not have been enough. I mean, I think the I don't think lock matter, but I do think those two players are a big deal. I mean, this is a team that trades draft picks for players. So I think those two those two guys, Fant and Harris, carry some weight. Um, first of all, you might as well get Locke out of the building. And I don't think he swayed the the value at all. But if I'm Seattle, sure, send him my way. And, you know, maybe he holds down the fourth or he's a lifetime two, or maybe you can get something out of him. I don't think he's very good, but whatever. Yeah, he kind of had to be involved in the trade. So he's a throw in basically because you're getting, you're giving him back a quarterback for a team that doesn't have any quarterbacks. Now, Geno Smith's a free agent too, right? Although I'm sure he'll get re-signed. Right. I mean, right now they have nothing. So at least Locke is your backup next year or whatever. So that, that has a little value, I guess. Um, what side should we break down first or where we, you know, where, where these teams are at now? Can we talk about the, the Seattle Seahawks fans first? Because okay. I feel for them a little bit, and they're having a tough time with all this. And then I've seen a lot of people look back at the history of drafting by the Seahawks and saying, well, those first round picks haven't really turned out to be much. So why, you know, should we be excited about this trade? Most Seattle Seahawks fans out there are are hurting a little bit right now, and they've been through a lot for you know a decade now with Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl. So uh, it, it's tough, and so I feel I you know I, I butted heads a lot with some Seattle Seahawks fans too. So, uh, but I do I have some friends that are Seahawks right. fans, and I do feel a little bit bad for them. Like your big franchise guy is now out the door and it just the rug was pulled out from under you that was really unexpected they were probably feeling really good about Russell Wilson stick around with the with the recent storylines that were out there and the recent reports about the Seahawks turning down trades and so the Seahawks fans are sitting there with a couple of picks but man if you don't have a quarterback those picks don't mean a lot no 100% right and by all accounts the relationship had run its course and something was going to happen and we've been hearing about this for a long time and eventually it did of course so fine um, I don't think they would have been a contender next year with Wilson. I mean, you'd rather have, you'd rather be building around a stud quarterback who's probably got five more years left than not, of course. But, and frankly, again, I don't agree with how Seattle team builds as a whole. I mean, my, my roster would never look like theirs. And the, even their first round picks they've used, we all roll our eyes when they've used them. And then they've traded a bunch of them mm-hmm. too two of them for a in-the-box safety, you know, I mean, like, so they do things differently in Seattle. Let's just leave it at that. And frankly, I think Wilson has been sort of the deodorant for them, some of those bad <clears throat> moves. You know, like, I think there's a chance that they're one of the worst teams in the league now, you know, I mean, especially if they go the rook- rookie quarterback route, which I think we should probably expect, you know, they're going to, I assume they're going to end up with that ninth pick. And I guess the a core of Fant, DK, Lockett, Pickett, or Willis is something to, you know, go off of here. I mean, I, I think that's where – that, that would be my condolences to see Seahawks fans is you, you opened up a lot of cap space. 
maybe rebuild your offensive line in free agency and you go with that core I just mentioned, sprinkle in some Chris Carson or whatever. And that's not so bad, you know, in terms and, and you still have a lot of draft capital in addition to that. Are you surprised, Matt, that the Broncos got out of there with only two first round picks and they didn't have to give up, say, Patrick Sertan or, you know, Williams, the 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 running back they drafted last year. You know how yeah. Seattle loves their running backs. Just overall, with the haul that Seattle got back, do you think it was valuable? Do you think this was something that the Seahawks are high-fiving and thinking, yeah, man, we got a ton in return for Russell Wilson? I think they are, but I keep going back to this. I think they view team building and personnel way different than me and much different than any other team in the league. Like, I don't want to dis- – Shelby Harris is a good football player. He's a starting defensive lineman that can do a lot of things for you. He's not a throw-in. I mean, he's a valuable guy. He will play a lot of snaps for them, and he's important. He's also supposedly a phenomenal locker room guy and a leader. Okay. I mean, I, I think you can make the argument, no offense, a top 10 to 12 tight end, and maybe his best days are still coming. You know, we saw Njoku and – you know, franchise with the thought that the best days are ahead for slow developing tight ends. Okay. I mean, I was never a big <laughs> Fant guy to begin with, though. Joku was I a pretty think, good comp for him. I, I put Fant yeah. ahead of Joku, Joku, maybe, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think Joku might be a little more athletic. Fant's a little faster in a straight line, but both have a value. So I think that they're excited about the players they're getting, probably more so than the, the, the Seattle's fan base is or we are. And, okay, you get nine, which might turn into your next quarterback, and then you get probably something like a playoff pick next year on top of your pick, which could be high, too. I mean, it's not wonderful. I mean, I I think the return's okay, but it's not tremendous. Yeah, I agree. Not super excited about that return. If I'm Seattle, and I think uh, a a massive, you know, just slam dunk move for – the Denver Broncos that are in it to win it. Yeah. You'll get yourself the, the most difficult commodity in the NFL to find, which is, uh, you know, a star level starting quarterback. And he's only 32 years old. So uh, I want to pause there for a second. We've okay. got to talk about build bars. Uh, I want to talk about some, uh, you know, some angles with Seattle, what they do next, what the plan is even in this with the Seattle Seahawks, some other players that could be on the move. And obviously what this does for the Denver Broncos coming up. Some longtime listeners might remember the Built Bar March Madness bracket from last year. And I believe it was Coconut Brownie that was the winner. I'm not as much of a coconut guy. My favorite flavor has always been the peanut butter, the peanut butter brownie flavors. But I think if there was a bracket this year, Built Bar Puffs would be gaining momentum and potentially take the bracket. There's a number of new puff flavors of Built Bars at Built.com. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Churro puff, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. To me, though, I'm still going with the peanut butter. And you can get a box of mixed flavors at built.com most built bars contain only 130 calories only four grams of sugar 17 grams of protein you can feel good about eating a healthy treat and throw out all of those candy bars 
Go to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15. You can get 15% off of your order. Again, our promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you are following Locked On NFL. All the biggest stories and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms for free. Bobby Wagner, the only player left from Seattle's Super Bowl roster now that Russell Wilson wow. is gone. So Amazing. It's, it's been that okay. long, I guess. Yeah, the, and the entire roster has churned over now except for Bobby Wagner. And there might be some other players on the move. I, I thought at first when I saw this that maybe there was a Deshaun Watson trade coming as well. And I know that Pete has turned his head. There could be. Yeah, Pete has turned his head with some off-field issues for some players in the past. So right. I don't think it's a, a terrible fit, and maybe it's the the long play in this is for them to get actually younger at quarterback and then just flip a lot of those assets to Houston and bring in Deshaun Watson. Uh, there's yeah, reports and maybe get a little gravy on top. You know, might be might have to give less for Watson than you got for Wilson, and you keep those players you like. I mean, that seems logical to me. Like, is that what's going to happen at midnight tonight yeah, or, when we get back on for the third podcast of the day? <laughs> exactly. So it's totally possible. And then I saw another report that they're actually willing to listen to offers for guys like Tyler Lockett. So it sounds like they're trying to go a different direction. But if you're DK Metcalf, you're not going to talk contract extension if you're no. if the Seahawks are in rebuild mode so if you're in rebuild mode i feel like seattle's got to call some teams or, or uh, allow some teams that and i'm sure some teams are already on the phone burning up those phone lines with john schneider and it's like hey what about dk metcalf what can we do here so um if you're in rebuild mode i feel like dk metcalf's got to go and if you're not in rebuild mode then why did you trade away your quarterback if you don't have something else in mind to to remain very good at quarterback like a deshaun watson which is yeah, about the only I, name I mean, even a even if they're a car possibly or you know maybe there's you didn't say it this way, but Pete Carroll's old. Does he really want to groom Malik Willis, you know, and stink for two years or, you know, try to get the kid from Alabama next year? You know, I mean, it just seems like a veteran quarterback would be what this team and this head coach would want. And and I like the Watson idea. Denver clearly thought that trading that having Russell Wilson was better than seeing what's happening at pick nine with the quarterbacks in this class. Oh, right? Yeah, right. So it tells you what they thought about this quarterback class. And if you're Seattle and let's say the Seattle, cause you know, this, this happened right after the combine. Let's say Seattle at the combine is like, Oh my gosh, we love blank. We love Malik Willis or we love Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett or, you know, we, let's get that ninth pick so we can right. draft one of these guys. Well, now you're going to be sitting at pick nine and you're going to be start thinking, oh, you know, are New York's at five and seven. Are they going to draft our guy? Um, Carolina at six. Are they going Carolina, to draft our guy? Right. Is somebody going to trade up, knowing that we need a quarterback now and draft our guy in front of us? So now you have to move up. So now you're dra- you know you're spending multiple picks, and if you spend another first to go up, that's your entire haul for Russell Wilson just for a coin flip of a quarterback that might not even be worth a top ten pick in most classes. So um, the the pick nine thing and a quarterback makes some sense, but there's no guarantees your top quarterback is still going to be there at nine if you're Seattle. So do you have to spend more capital now in the draft to move up to get your guy, or is, is that even their plan I have no idea but um, I don't think drafting a quarterback at nine should have been enough to sway them to make this deal because you're so guaranteed right yeah it's 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 a dicey proposition on its own I do wonder if there's another Seattle quarterback shoe dropping you know whatever that is Watson would be a you know size 16 shoe I mean then maybe there's something else in the works I, I I would buy that um We've mentioned this many times on the podcast, though, that 
especially in this class, if there's only one you love and you're not picking one, two, three, four or whatever, or willing to make a Trey Lance type trade to make sure you get your guy, that's a risky deal. You know, we bring that up with the Steelers all the time. It's like, well, if you love one, you can't just sit there at 20 and hope you get them. And if you don't, you don't, your whole offseason's ruined. You know, I mean, it's not much better for Seattle at nine. I mean, uh, unless there's you know, nine or 10 players they adore in this draft, then they're going to get one of them, whether one's a quarterback or not. I don't know. I mean, I do think there could be another shoe to drop for Seattle the more I think this thing through. How about this? How about this okay. for Seattle? And so this is like Brian Peacock gets dropped in, gets hired as GM. Everyone else gets fired, but what's done is done. So now I have what the what the I have the resources that the Seahawks currently have. Okay, you're taking over right now. Right. Boom. Clearly, it's a rebuild to me. So if it's a rebuild, so. you want as many resources as possible. So I'm fielding offers for the players that aren't going to be around potentially in a year or two. Uh, I'm going to try to talk DK Metcalf into sticking around, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to listen to offers there as well. So like Lockett and Wagner and guys like that. Yeah, like Lockett is a big one that could possibly be gone. You know, Wagner, unfortunately, similar boat as Russell Wilson. You know, right, right. You, you would have to listen to offers on that. Um, but maybe what you do with the ninth pick instead of going Malik Willis, maybe what you do is you spin Russell Wilson to even more. You trade down from nine, add another pick, you know, trade down from there, add another pick. And that's one thing Seattle's done in the past is trade down and out of the first round in a lot of cases. Maybe that's the plan here for them to flip Russell Wilson, not just for the ninth pick and a first round next year, but to keep spinning that ninth pick now to more and more picks. Then you have a couple of picks this this year in the first round, a couple of picks next year in the first round, something like that, a bunch of extra mm-hmm. second round picks and day two picks then you can really quickly add a bunch of talent and build this thing back so maybe that is potentially the plan for the Seahawks I like it Uh, and oh by the way you'd have a ton of cap space you know I mean you're not who are you paying big money to on that roster and you just cleared a bunch with Wilson leaving I know there is some dead money involved and I haven't studied that exactly but you'd be in cap heaven I mean that that's certainly true um I again I like that idea if you're the GM I just don't think that team likes draft picks. Yeah, and I don't think I could talk 70-year-old Pete Carroll into that idea either. Right. I mean, Pete's going to be like, well, why don't we trade them all for you know, Jamal Adams again? Which is why I think Deshaun Watson starts to make a whole lot of sense really for does. Seattle right now. Because there's no reason Pete should want to try to rebuild right now. And there's no reason to trade away a star quarterback unless you think you can do something else and, and stay really good at quarterback. So... Let's say you, those two firsts you're getting from Denver, they might yield you Watson in itself, and you might go from Wilson to Watson picking up three players and some other picks, give or take. I know, you know. the asking price for Deshaun Watson in the past was three first-round picks. That's why I said two now. Yeah, yeah, and if that has become two now, that's a possibility. But And one, one of them's nine. It's not an unknown next-year pick. But now, if, when you're Houston and you have the, the most talented commodity left, and I know the Philadelphia Eagles, who have three first-round picks, have done some investigating. Uh, that's what the latest reporting is on Deshaun Watson. They're trying to figure out what's going on there, and they've sent their own investigators in on this situation. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have always made a lot of sense for Deshaun Watson, and apparently there's some renewed in- interest there as well, according to some more reporting today. So now you have three teams couple of them with multiple draft picks one pick and number six Mm -hmm. overall Houston might end up getting a haul after all with these teams going all in on the the last best quarterback available 
Yeah, and, and funny, I mean, you and I, months ago, you know, said the quarterback dominoes are going to start with Rodgers, then Wilson, then Watson. I mean, there almost has to be an order of operations and pecking order with these. <laughs> right. So could Watson get traded this week? I, I think it's not crazy. I, I mean, Probably as soon as I hit send on this podcast and upload it is when it he's going to get traded. The question is exactly. where? Exactly. I, I think that's very interesting. I mean, and to me, a total rebuild trading Metcalf and Wagner and uh, Lockett and getting all these picks just does not smell like Pete Carroll's M.O. There is some hearings coming up in the Deshaun Watson case. And it's funny how all this other quarterback movement has kicked up some more Deshaun Watson stories. And we're kind of learning more about this situation, which tells us teams are researching more about this and media is researching more about Mm -hmm. Watson's situation. Um, But there's a hearing coming up soon as well. So maybe, you know, you have to wait for that hearing and and learn more about this. So maybe it's another week on Watson. I don't know before we can figure out what's happening there. And when his we still don't know if he'll be suspended anyway. So, you know. I don't know if anything can definitely happen now in the next 24 hours, even if they were sure. motivated and a team had the offer that Houston liked for Deshaun Watson. But there's some other quarterbacks out there as well. And so maybe this allows teams like Washington to go make a move for, uh, you know, Jimmy G. Or um, maybe this helps someone like Indianapolis figure a, figure out a landing spot for Carson Wentz if they're trying to get rid of him. Or, you know, maybe Matt Ryan. So now I just the door has been opened up for a lot of other quarterback movement today now 100 percent um along those lines and i just want to throw this out there in case it happens between you know soon it sounds like trubisky to the giants is very real yes okay i just want to throw that out there uh we had mentioned that before um and my question to you and i guess we could talk about this a little is how good is denver right now that's a good you know what let's Let's get to that next. How good is okay. the Denver Broncos now? Where does this put them in the AFC West, which, wow, the juggernaut of quarterbacks in that division. Let's talk Denver Broncos, NFC or AFC West, and maybe NFC West, uh, coming up next. So Russell Wilson on the Denver Broncos. There is Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Uh, you know, they've, they've got running backs. They've got an offensive line. That looks like it could be a juggernaut of an offense. But there's a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of good offenses in the AFC West. And maybe Russell Wilson's still only the you know third best quarterback in the division. Uh, I mean, that is wild. And so where does this put, in your mind, the Denver Broncos, because I was shocked to see the bet online. Shout out to our friends at bet online, the bet online odds for Super Bowl winner in 2000 or, you know, the 2022 season, 2023 Super Bowl. As of March 7th, the Broncos were plus 2,500. They were, you know, maybe 10th in the NFL. They've climbed to five, hmm. but only five. And they're behind the 49ers, which I 49ers is the weirdest team on this list. Right now, the current odds for Super Bowl winner next year, number one, seven to one is the Buffalo Bills. Number two, eight to one is the Green Bay Packers, who jumped up over the Chiefs. Chiefs are number NFC's a pretty easy road. Yes, it is much easier now. Even more for right, more right, so right. for. I mean, this was good news for Aaron Rodgers, a really good news day. Not only did uh did you know did he stick around with the Packers, but one of the contenders loses a big-time quarterback and makes that road even easier. I don't know if the the Seattle Seahawks were going to be contenders, but I think anytime you have a good quarterback, you can be a contender in any season. Right, right, right. And uh, he didn't land in the NFC. Yes. Kansas City Chiefs also 8-1. to one. 
Then the 49ers 11 to 1, then it's the Broncos and Rams at 12 to 1, and then the Ravens and Bengals at 18 to 1. So the Broncos have jumped up to the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. And to be honest, I feel like that might be even a little bit low. I think they're a Super Bowl contender uh, because before today, they were near the top of the league in offseason resources, too. And of course, Wilson's, you know, going to eat into their cap and they don't have nine anymore, but they still can get you know, They're not done, is what I'm saying. Like they're, they're going to add something, they're, they're still going to get better between now and opening day. That offense is going to be really good. I believe the defense should remain extremely solid. It is a first-year head coach. I mean, I might have a hard time putting my hard-earned money on a first-year head coach to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think you can also argue that they're third in their division. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I believe that, but I think Kansas City is still a better team than they are. And I think on opening day, maybe the Chargers will be. The Chargers are absolutely going to be. Like, the Chargers and the Bengals. Oh, by the me, way, they extended Mike Williams today. If it, yes. Nobody even noticed. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah I, I even lost that because I was looking for those fran- the final franchise tags, and I saw Mike, Will- Mike Williams wasn't on there because he got a, a three-year extension. So good job by uh, Williams and the Chargers to get that yeah. done. But the Chargers are going to be better next year. The Bengals are going to be better, and they're already going to be scary teams. So those two teams, uh, I really feel like, are going to be underrated going into the season next year in the AFC. But there's so much competition. And um, when you add the Broncos to what's going on with the Chargers, I would probably have to put the Broncos at least second behind the Chiefs. And I I might say on paper, top to bottom, that the Broncos have a better roster than the Chiefs right now. Yeah, it's quite possible. I mean... It, it might be the best roster in the league, the more I think about it. But I think they're a Super Bowl contender, you know. But, boy, I mean, I think the Bills are the best team in the league. You know, you mentioned a couple of the other competitors. I think the Ravens are the bounce-back team of the year next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they just got killed by injuries. Um, you know, a team like Indy or the Steelers that have been pretty decent lately, all of a sudden are probably like 10th, 11th, 12th in the AFC. You know, like – there's quality teams, but they got quarterback questions, and they're swimming upstream against these other ones, you know, Bengals, Ravens, Bills, et cetera, et cetera. We had talked about this, and I was waiting to see if he was included in the trade, but one of our favorite f- dynasty buys this offseason, for me, because I thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers, and mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers going to the Denver Broncos. It turns out it's Russell Wilson. I think it still helps uh, Jerry Judy. Is Jerry Judy still a huge buy for you now in those dynasty leagues? Yeah, except the price is going to be astronomical. I mean, if you got him before this point, mm-hmm. I think you're you're thrilled. Um, the guy that gets a huge spike, though, to me, is Albert O. Oh, yeah. The door I mean, opens like, for... That's a good player. He's kind of spare change for them. I mean, they're not even going to miss him. And another highly athletic, great tester at the Combine, to, yep. and the, the path is cleared for him to jump in there and be a starting tight end. Yeah, I, I think he might be a fantasy starting tight end for us next year maybe a top 12 type of guy oh and by the way you talked about those resources on social media von miller was talking about uh am i going to get my old locker back am i going to get my old number back it sounds like von miller and this is what i was doing for years in madden i'd trade a guy away and then uh bring him back after he's a free agent onto my madden (laughs) roster so george (laughs) payton yeah yeah. george payton uh taking a page out of my book here if he ends up re-signing Von Miller, after grabbing a bunch of resources, some of those resources utilizing to go trade for Russell Wilson. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, again, they may be first, second, third in their division, and I'm not even selling the Raiders. You know, they're, they're not a bad team either. But I, I think the Broncos are a top five NFL team right now. I totally agree. I totally agree. We'll see how the rest of this comes together. There's still going to be a lot of movement for a lot of teams. But uh, right now, I would not fight you if you you said the Broncos were the favorite in the AFC West. But that is going to be a really good division, a really fun division to watch this year. We'll see how it all comes together for Russell Wilson in Denver. Uh, Really quick, we got to talk about the rest of those franchise tags that were divvied out Tuesday. Mike Williams, not one of those. He got a a last second three-year extension in ahead of the deadline, so he did not get the franchise tag. Devontae Williams, fellow wide receiver, did. Uh, Chris Godwin, another wide receiver from the Buccaneers, got the franchise tag. Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson received the franchise tag. Both of those guys getting it for the second straight year. Uh, This is the, and, and Jesse Bates as well which was not surprising at all. The Bengals right, safety right, got right. a franchise tag. I think all three tight ends were surprising to me, though. The franchise tag number around $11 million. Miami Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki, Browns tight end David Njoku, and Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz all got that $11 million franchise tag. All three of those tight ends. Uh, those three, I think, all surprised me because the the reason it does is because you can re-sign tight ends, right? Like, they... $11 million should bring any of those guys back if you offered them that in a normal contract. So what's happening there? None of them seem like franchise players, you know, by the, the, the Larry Bird rule. I can't let Larry Bird leave the Celtics. I mean, he's a great, phenomenal player. And that's not exactly, you know, um, any of these tight ends, really. But my thoughts are $11 million for one more year to see what you have isn't so bad. You know, you don't have to fight other teams, you have all the power, you lock them up. And my thoughts on it are John U. Smith and Hunter Henry are really in the same tier as these guys. And they got more than that last year, you know? So if they hit the open market, could you bring them back for 11? It sounds like if I was David Njoku, I would, but you know, it's also pretty deep tight end free agent and draft class. There's a lot of serviceable guys that'll be out there. But I do think it's too strong a theme for three borderline guys to all get the tight end tag for us not to recognize that they must all think that's a bargain because the tight end number is low. Yeah, I guess it's just such a low number compared to the other franchise tags that I guess it right. makes sense for some teams. But, man, I really feel like the Browns are, are now doing something similar with Hooper and Joku and overpaying two tight ends just like the Patriots like you mentioned Patriots, just yeah. did. It's not like that Patriots move looks good now in hindsight. No, 100%. The, the franchise tag that I guess took me aback the most, though, Cam Robinson with the Jags. Like, I don't think he's very good. I mean, I think he's an average left tackle at best, and you got to pay him a little more because it's back-to-back franchise tags, and you're picking first overall, and you're probably going to take a tackle. You know, like, <laughs> right. is that a sign-and-trade oh. thing? Sign-and-listen-to-trade? Are they telling us they're drafting Aiden Hutchinson number one overall? Maybe. Maybe they fell in love with him over the weekend, you know? A few names that did not get the franchise tag where you thought it would have made some sense. Uh, Titans pass rusher Harold Landry did not get the tag. Offensive tackle for the Saints, Teron Armstead, who might make a whole bunch of money this offseason, as will J.C. Jackson, corner from the New England Patriots. Um, Chandler Jones from the Arizona Cardinals pass rusher is going to hit the market. 
another Saint safety, Marcus Williams, he got the tag last year, did not get the tag this year, so he'll hit the market as well. And uh, Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson. Those are sort of the, the headline names that did not get tagged that it was thought could potentially get the franchise tag this year. So those guys will all be unrestricted free agents when the new league year begins on March 16th. Yeah. Uh, the ones that stand out to me are the two Saints, Williams and Armstead. I'm sure they would love to keep both. And, and even though we had that good conversation about how they can get under the cap quickly, I mean, they're not going to be buyers in free agents. Yeah, I mean, and this is where you see it starts, to, it starts yeah. to hurt you. You know, you can't put out that one-year franchise salary for one of those guys, and maybe you can't keep them at all. So they didn't skate mm-hmm. completely through this thing, even though there's a lot of uh, things they can do contractually to get under the salary cap. Yeah, I think Armstead might get a Trent Williams-like contract. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. Yeah, the By the way, Trent Williams, on, Trent Williams on social media replying to Russell Wilson saying, yeah, we're not going to miss you, basically. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. He was like, yeah, see you later. Good luck in another conference. Yeah, I'm sure. It's pretty funny. I, I guess um, Jerry Judy had a tweet where – Rogers got signed yes. and all he tweeted out was like a sad face or something. Yeah, a sad face. And then two hours later, <laughs> happy face. Yeah. <laughs> this league's nuts, man. Yeah, We're really going to hang up and more is going to happen. Oh, I'm sure it, it, I, I'm just waiting for it. I, I want to hang on here for an extra minute or so just to make sure nothing else goes down. <laughs> Let me refresh <laughs> here. News. Yeah. Nothing crazy has happened since we've been talking. So I'm sure something else will happen though over the night or into the morning. And of course we will have it all covered for you here on the Locked <laughs> Real On quick, Podcast TV, Network. I mean, yeah. like some of the biggest news that's happened in forever is Jordan Davis going absolutely bonkers at the combine and we've tried to bring it up, but we just haven't been able to, you know, I mean, that's what the week's been like. And I don't know if we'll even get to that stuff because before you know it, it's the weekend. And before you know it, free agency's here. It's just a crazy time. And I'm really enjoying it. Nobody's a bigger fan right now of the, the Seahawks and the Broncos and the Packers and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers as Calvin Ridley is. Right? <laughs> exactly, right. No one's talking about him anymore. <laughs> all right. He had 15 minutes of fame. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out all the content going on with all the great shows surrounding these trades on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NFL Draft, as well on the Daily. And Matt and I will be back Thursday right here. Peacock and Williamson.